Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic. What makes the best leaders so good? Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself, related to leading others, to ultimately high, high levels of success and happiness. So what I want to talk about today, um, I've always observed that there are three different types of people. And over the years, just having met so many different people through business and social circles, um, I categorize those people into these three categories, thinkers, talkers and doers. And it's interesting because there are tons of each out there. We all know them and we can describe them as the name indicates probably pretty easily. Um, thinkers, as I, as, as I think about a thinker, uh, thinkers are people that are brilliant. I mean, they, they are creative. Uh, they, they come up with ideas, they strategize, um, and they could be some of the brightest people on this planet, uh, but it doesn't typically oftentimes go further than that. They come up with great ideas, but they don't implement. And there's countless examples of people that have great ideas, brilliant ideas, maybe inventions even, that ultimately did nothing about it and then saw somebody invent what they had talked about or thought about uh, for many, many years and just they never did anything. Then there are people that are talkers. And these are people that when you meet them, uh, could be in an interview, could be in a social setting. You could know this type of person. When you talk to them, you would naturally assume based on what they say and how they say it, that they are the most successful, most accomplished person that uh, you've ever met. I mean, they have just done so much and they're the first ones to tell you everything that they've done. Um, they may have just great communication skills. They may have the gift of gab or silver tongue and be able to, uh, to talk uh, eloquently in any kind of situation. But that's about as far as it goes for this type of person that I'm thinking of. They just are predominantly a talker. They know how to talk a big game, but there's really nothing much beyond that. Um, and I've spent 20 years of my career interviewing people, and I cannot tell you how many times someone sat in front of me and uh, presented themselves to be unbelievably successful and did a really good job of it until you start peeling back the layers and digging in and finding out exactly what this person has done. And it's really not that much. So um, that brings me to the last one, and that's doers. Doers may not be the smartest people. They may not have all the creative ideas or brain power. They may not have the silver tongue and communication skills that a talker does, but they are really, really good at just one thing, and that is implementing and doing things. Um, we know these people, and, and sometimes they are great talkers and thinkers too, which is the triple threat, but these are people that just, no matter what, they just try new things. They just do it. 
They're quick to implement. Uh, they're not one to think too long or, or try and weigh the different options or the what-if scenarios or uh, anticipate or sometimes to their detriment, they don't plan much. But they, their version of planning is, okay, let me get out there and just do it and I'll see what happens as I go. And there's some validity to that. I mean, ultimately, you learn a tremendous amount by field testing an idea or doing something. Um, you don't learn the tuba by reading a book or listening to it. You learn it by playing the tuba. You have to get your hands on it. You've got to actually do something, right? So I've always admired that type of person. Um, they're very good at overcoming their fear, right? There's nothing that really stops them. They're willing to face the risk of failure. They know that failure is a big part of ultimately big success. And it's just routine for them to get out there and try their ideas. And they may do 10 things and find that seven of them don't work. Seven of them are a flop. But now they have three ideas that do work. And then they'll try 10 new things. And then seven of them may flop. And they have three more things. Now they have six things that work, right? So they just keep accumulating these things that that work, these best practices. They'll hear somebody do something or watch somebody do something. They'll try it themselves. They may tweak it. They may figure out even a better way, but they're constantly in motion doing stuff. Now, what's interesting is um, can thinkers or talkers become more of doers? Absolutely. And sometimes doers need to have more of the communication or the thought process and analytic ability that a thinker does. Um, And sometimes you can just surround yourself with those types of people. But there are times where, and I've always tried to be, and I've always felt best when I'm moving and doing stuff and in action mode. Uh, But there's also times where I've found that I'm doing too much and need to step out of the business to work on the business and actually get into thought and strategy mode a little bit more. So there are times where you need to do that. A, a great implementer or doer or leader or whatnot needs to step out to actually look in and work on the business. Uh, but if you're like me, uh, many people have ADD. I have like so much difficulty trying to focus on one task for an extended period of time. And uh, there are things that you can do to help that. I know I always struggle and just bounce from one thing to another to another. And part of it is I've got so much stuff up in my mind and just thoughts and ideas and my mind is racing all the time. Sometimes it's hard to keep up uh, with what's going on up there. So it gets overwhelming at times. But what my tendency sometimes, like many people, as I go from one thing to another to another to another, I try to multitask. I'm doing multiple things and there's just so much stuff that's on my plate in any given point in time. And I bring that on. I like that. But the downside to that is ultimately you can't stay focused on one thing long enough. There's a great technique. And we all have something called the reticular activating system, which is basically that's the the little person in our brain that decides what we're going to be paying attention to or not. And it's it's interesting because you you consciously and you can see this in action. So if if you've never, uh, let's say a friend uh, brings up the fact that they are going to uh, buy a red Jeep um, and, and you've, you've never really, you haven't seen them around recently or whatnot, and all of a sudden you start to see red Jeeps all over the place, right? It's not that there are more of them that are around you. You just, your reticular activating system now is, has opened up your consciousness to be able to focus, focus and see that. It's not that it wasn't there. You just didn't notice it. 
Now you notice it. That's your reticular uh, reticular activating system at work. So that's the 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 part of your brain that's deciding what you're going to focus on and actually pay attention to and not. And you think about your brain is is ignoring a majority of all the stimulus that's coming out at any given point in time. It does a really good job of that, right? There's all kinds of stuff around us that we have no idea that's happening or sounds that are going on that we're not listening to, uh, feelings that we might not even notice, you know, how my, my legs feel against this chair or back or my hands on this table, whatever the case, or just we're not really noticing it. We may not notice even how we feel, uh, even body temperature-wise or something until it gets extreme. We may not notice what's uh, passing by in front of us, or sometimes you've been so engaged on a show or movie or, or something like that, you don't even notice somebody coming in the room or leaving the room, right? That's your reticular activating system narrowing the focus and all of a sudden you just block out everything else. So you have the ability to do that. There's a there's a great technique uh, that I learned not long ago called the Pomodoro technique. And all this is, and it's helped me dramatically, is you take, and Pomodoro is for the word chunk, you take a chunk of time. It was developed by uh, Francisco Cirillo. Uh, you take a chunk of time of 25 minutes because the studies show that your brain can really focus anywhere from 10 to 40 minutes best. And it 25 segment of time is a really good segment where if you take a task and you focus on it for 25 minutes and then take a five minute break and then 25 minutes and five minute break, set your alarm or your timer on your phone for that 25 minutes, press start, and then just stay focused. Whether you're trying to read or study something or you're trying to work on a project or a presentation or make some phone calls or marketing, whatever you're trying to do, try that technique. It's incredibly effective. Uh, for helping you stay focused on that given task. Then take that five-minute break and then move back on to that task or a different task. Uh, what's really interesting about that, your brain is really sharpest right at the beginning of that 25-minute segment and at the end. So if, you're, if your segment of time that you're working on something is for an hour, then in the middle, I might, I might remember the beginning and the end. The middle is where I really kind of lose focus and forget everything that I've learned or tried to focus on. If it's a 25-minute segment of time, I'm now retaining much more of that 25 minutes of brain flow and activity there. So really, really interesting technique. But what I encourage you to do, back to the thinker, talker, doer, is pay attention to the world around you. Pay attention to the people in your circles and uh, think through and identify and observe who are what type of person. Um, surround yourself with maybe the type of person that you're not, but realize everything in life comes from doing, not just thinking or talking about it, but you have to take action. Sometimes it's that tough phone call or tough conversation. Sometimes it's stepping outside your comfort zone. Sometimes it's going to the gym or sometimes it's not doing stuff that you want to do um, and ultimately putting your, yourself on the path. So doing can sometimes mean not doing. It's restraint against doing something that's uh, maybe not in your best interest or aligned with your goals. So uh, there's my uh, eight minutes, 10 minutes of uh, value to you today. Hope it was helpful. And uh, thanks for joining today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. Be sure to like, share, comment, and uh, tune in for next time. We got more good stuff. Thanks, everybody.